Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych Rewatch First Watch podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Christie, longtime fan of Psych, and I'm joined by first time fan of Psych, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Season two, season two. We're here. That's I think that that's a rude thing to say because I think that season two is better than season one. But, <laughs> it is, it is. But, uh, yes, we're here in season two, starting off season two, American Duos, uh, an episode that I would say almost every Psych fan looks on fondly. Um, it is, really? Uh, yes. Um, this, I would say, is a classic. Uh, wow. And, oh, my God. Yeah. That's scary to me. I hated this episode. Well, you hated it? Why? <laughs> It just didn't do it for me, man. I don't know. It was just very, uh, I mean, I like the guest stars and all that. Like, that was cool. But I don't know. I guess the whole, like, talent competition thing, like, just, uh, just chafes my nuts. Is it because it just is completely out of vogue? Uh, what? Of, like, out of, like, the, the parody is just not something that's really exists anymore? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I mean, I felt like. I don't know. For some reason, it felt like everybody was kind of phoning it in this episode. That's a strange thing, because I would definitely say that this is one that uh, is often yeah. cited maybe, as a classic. Maybe, maybe I'll zag where others zig, and all the hated episodes I'll be, like, a huge fan of. We'll see. That's fu- uh, Yeah, I, I bet absolutely could happen. But we start off, as always, in, like, 1986 or whatever. 87. 87. And uh, Sean and Gus are ready to do some type of talent show, and uh, Gus shows up dressed as Michael Jackson, which is not in the theme from the thriller video. Yes. Um, and then we cut to, uh, well, hold on Gus. a second. Hold okay. on a second. And yeah. Gus, yeah, sorry. And Sean is right. dressed like a guy from tears for fears, which yes, you know, I like tears for fears. I like them. That, that I'll I say do. this. They are a tears for fears is a running thread to the show. Psych to the, to, to an extent that is crazy. <laughs> um, okay. I'm in, but, uh, yeah. Um, and then we cut to them watching the show American Duos, which is obviously a parody of American Idol. I think it's important that this was 2007, so this was still hot. Like, this was still a relevant thing to make fun of. Question, who won American Idol in 2007? Uh, no idea. All right, I'm looking it I'll, up. I'll look, I'm looking it up. Oh, it was Jordan Sparks. Okay. So, yeah, it was still relevant at that point. Like, you know, obviously we get to a point where people stop knowing. I feel like David Cook... Was like once he won, it was kind of like okay. <laughs> I don't even know who the hell that is. He had the song that I try to leave the light on when I'm gone. Da, 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 da. That one? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't know that song. But David Cook was the last. Was the year after that? Yeah, I think that that one was a big. If I remember correctly, I think that David. Let me. What? Uh, who was? What? Who is the runner up of that one? David Archuleta. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Because I remember it was pretty. The consensus I remember was basically that David Archuleta was very clearly better, but it was still normal for people to be homophobic, so they voted against him because he was gay. Now, I remember that was like the common take. Oh, is he gay? Yeah, I believe. Oh, okay. If he what if he isn't, then people thought he was. But I remember that was the take. Oh yeah, he's gay. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I feel like that's fair, like because everyone before Jordan Sparks, you kind of remember, like even if they didn't become famous, like you remember that Taylor Hicks beat Catherine McPhee, you know. Yes, that was a choice. Uh, or, you oh know, God. there's I'm, Carrie, I'm, Underwood, Carrie Underwood and Bo Bice. Remember that? Oh, I do remember that. I'm looking at, like, every person after that, and the winner of season 11 was a man named Philip Phillips, which is just 
Fantastic. Yeah, he had a uh, he had a pretty big country hit like the and you know you're not alone. We can oh. make this place your home. Yeah, it was actually it's like the best, more. It's the yeah. best selling song in American Idol history. That doesn't actually surprise me in terms of the thing about people always forget who actually buys music. Um, True. Yeah, uh, but yeah, obviously Kelly Clarkson still the goaded. You know, I would say that she's the greatest talent competition winner ever in any all of these competitions. I mean, I think she, that's kind of disputed. She, she won over Guarini. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's I don't really think anyone's point. really. I don't think anyone's calling a mulligan on that one. I feel like it's pretty, pretty fair to say <laughs> that Kelly Clarkson's yeah. more talented than Justin Guarini. Since you've been gone is just a top ten song, no matter how you slice it. I mean, and I think she's got hits after hits. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever watched uh, any of her uh, Bitch More Talk show? No, I don't think I have. Because she does, like, three different covers a week. And some of them are pretty obvious, but she'll randomly, like, come out and do, like... She's done a couple, like, Radiohead deep cut covers that I'm like, Kelly, why are you doing this? But thank you, it's just for me. <laughs> like, the audience doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, Kelly, it really means a lot to me that you wanted to do exit music for a film. I appreciate you. Wow. Okay. I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll tune in. We'll see. Oh, sure. And she has one I think you either hate or really love because it's a take. But she has a different take on "Where's My Mind" by the Pixies that I go back to a lot when I'm drunk. Well, um, that song's been like covered a million times. Know, like, for God sure, because yeah. yeah, it's not at all what the song she sounds like. But I'm also not someone who's a very purist about the Pixies. Anyway, so we cut to people on American duos being singing poorly. Um, I don't know if you used to watch. Did you ever used to watch American Idol? No. I watched it sporadically. Whenever I would watch it, I'd always watch the beginning because that's what's fun to see people be bad. Um, <laughs> Funny enough, um, William Hung was a teacher at my at a local community college ne- like by me, and I remember I, I took a couple of classes there before I transferred to Arizona, and I saw William Hung on campus, and you know mm-hmm. the poor guy was just trying to live his life. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very much over the American Idol experience, and this guy who I was friends with, like. He's like literally we're in the courtyard and he just says, "Hey everybody, it's William Hung." And everybody just starts rushing over to this dude and he starts running off in his little roller backpack. I felt so bad for him. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, um, I felt really bad for him. Oh uh, yeah. Uh do you remember the bit on Arrested Development where on the show Mock Trial with Jay Reinhold, he was the in-house band and it's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a hung jury." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't remember that. I don't. Classic Sorry. stuff. But no, um the gr- judges are uh, Tim Curry playing Nigel St. Nigel, who is one of my favorite characters in the history of television. Uh, and, and who is another member of the Psych yes, Monk, and Monk Club, uh, of course. fraternity. Yep. So that's yes. exciting. This is the first time I think I recognize. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Gina Gershon is there as Emilina. Uh, wait, Emilina. Uh, and then uh, there's Zapato Dulce, which is, of course, funny because it's, uh, what is it, Candy Shoe? Um, uh, or sweet shoe, sweet, sweet shoe, yeah, sweet shoe, yeah, yeah, sweet shoe. Um, yes, yeah, because I remember one of my favorite sports nicknames of all time is uh, but they used to call Bobby Abreu El Comeduce because <laughs> he ate oh, a lot of candy. He, did he? Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I was actually honestly more sh- uh, well, I know I saw Tim mm-hmm. Curry in, on Monk, so I knew like how far uh, his star had you know gone down a little bit. But uh, it was actually kind of a shock to see G- Gina Gershon on it. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah, I feel bad for her. I think that she, her career happened like – obviously she was successful, but I feel like her career happened like 15 years too early 
because I think that she has a, like, I don't actually know what her actual personal life is, but I feel like she has a bisexual icon status that, like, just was not super marketable. Bound? Bound, and I've been to other movies, and also, I think she just has, like, a very um, interesting sexual energy that was more modern than the 90s we're looking for. Would you say Bound was her Apex Mountain? I would not. I would say that her Apex Mountain was probably... Actually, it might have been her Apex Mountain. Either that or making out with uh, Nick Cage, who was supposed to be her brother. In, uh, not, not Nick Cage. Uh, who, who is it? Who the actor is who plays her brother on Face Off, who's also her lover. Um, John Travolta? No, it's not. It's not a main character. I almost want to say it's a cast of Eddie's. <laughs> but that might be completely wrong. Um, yeah. Anyway, look that up while I'm talking. Uh, yeah. So they're watching American Duos, and uh, Gus is really into it. And, um, you know, uh, Nigel saying Nigel's a parody of Simon Cowell, obviously. Emilina, uh, Emilina, I keep yeah. reading it phonetically. Emilina is a parody of Paul Abdul, like less directly. Although Paul Abdul obviously was a little bit out of it sometimes. She was never this bad. And then. Yeah, Zapata, I was like a little bit abusive almost. Yeah. And Zapato is not really a parody of Randy Jackson. Um, but uh, they get a phone call. Sean tells Gus not to be a rabid porcupine. You know, I hope you're noticing these recurring line bits. Yeah. Uh, d- yeah. Don't be. Um, and uh, I love that Gus points out that the two differences is that uh, the third guy is not black. He's Latino. That's different. And then yeah. that the contestants are duos. They have to merge together like V'ger and Stephen Collins in Star Trek 1, which is a reference I did not get until this viewing. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, so I heard that and like, the thing is, I listened to a podcast, I think we talked about it, 70 Millimeter, and they mm-hmm. always talk about this, uh, about V'ger, who's a robot yeah. that loves movies. Yeah, I don't know. It's, that's it. I mean, not really. I guess that's part of it, but spoiler alert, the whole thing is that V'ger is uh, Voyager. Voyager from the future, and that gets... Yeah, yeah, that's from the movie, right? It is, yes. No, that's the film Star Trek 1 is V'ger is like the... They're not really even a villain, really. Uh because it's like a blue it's a very much mist cloud. Kind yeah. of, it's it's a derisive way people refer to Star Trek the motion picture is Star Trek the motionless picture because it's so boring. And a lot of Star Trek fans push back on that. And as someone who is not necessarily a Star Trek fan, just someone who has seen all the movies, I completely agree with it. There's an accurate description of the movie. It's really boring. Um, I mean, I always thought that Star Trek was just kind of boring. I don't know. Like, it's like the I mean, obviously the TV was. show is much more boring. I've never watched any of the TV. I've only watched all. I've watched every theatrically released movie, though. Um, so like insurrection first contact there's well there's star trek the motion picture star trek the wrath of Khan, star trek 3 the surfer's box star trek 4 the journey home the voyage home star trek 5 the final frontier star trek 6 the undiscovered country star trek generations first star trek first contact star trek insurrection star trek nemesis and then star trek star trek introduction star trek beyond oh lord i wish they would have left it at the final frontier I mean, that's one's terrible, so that's why they couldn't. Because that was the one that basically William Shatner... Sorry, Leonard Nimoy directed three and four. And yeah. William Shatner was like, if you're going to let Nimoy direct two, I have to direct at least one. And William Shatner's not good at directing, and so the fifth one's bad. So Oof, okay. The sixth one's actually pretty good, even though they're all like 70. Anyway. Yeah, I'll never watch it. Um, no, don't. Uh, and also, I love the fact that they referenced Stephen Collins, who is one of the more canceled people in Hollywood. Anyway. Um I don't know if you're are you familiar with him or no. Uh, is that the dude from Seventh Heaven? It is. Uh, who... uh, then yes, I know. Oof. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Stuff that's like, like actually, like 
I had a whole show joking about the bad things celebrities do, and I don't even want to say it. <laughs> um, so it's Juliet on the phone, and um, they go into the suit. They go into the police station, uh, and Gus is like, "Nobody here utters a word about duos." But of course, they can't because who is in the chief's office other than Nigel Saint Nigel? Correct. Um, which incredibly lazy for a name, but I'll take it. Um, and yeah, Nigel isn't too interested in having Gus and Sean, uh, as his security detail, but he also doesn't trust police officers as well mm-hmm. because they haven't been able to stop all the attempts on his life. Mm-hmm. Apparently someone's had it out for him for, uh, I mean, we'll find out later, but apparently like there's been nine attempts on his life. So, you know, someone's stalking him, uh, accidents follow him everywhere and he just needs someone who could predict the stalker's next move, but for whatever reason, he's not super into the psychic. Uh, yes. Um, and so, uh, we see, we learn that, um, they're going to be going undercover and no one can know about it. Basically not even Lassiter. Um, uh, because as Nigel says, he looks like his hair is poured out of a cake mold. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yes. He's got some nice so, burns. Yes. And so they're going to be stealth. And the way they're going to be stealth is by going undercover as contestants called Sean Spencer and Gus TT Showbiz. Okay, question. If we mm-hmm. were to go on American Duos, mm-hmm. what song would you want to perform? Hmm. I'm not really sure. Because I'm not really super familiar with what your music taste is other than that you like Tame Impala. Um, oh man, I like a lot of shit. Um, I would do like, uh, I think I would do like Out of Touch maybe by Hollow Notes. That would be good. I suppose. Yeah, I I mean, my instinct is to do something like Men in Black? No. I'm thinking like we do two of the because you only have like half a song, so I'm thinking like maybe we do like the second and third verse and show me the me- meaning being lonely by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. Florida I f- boy. I mean you throw by through and through. Um yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't do "Take on Me." That's for sure. No, um, yeah, they do "Take on Me," uh, and they're singing the wrong verses, which you know is funny. And you see that Juliet is in the background, horrified. And um, as they're giving the feedback, um, Emelina is giving a preamble to voting no, but yeah but uh nigel is gonna push them through because he needs them around for a little bit longer um yes which they're dumbfounded and they don't even yeah. give uh zapato 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 yeah. it's a weird first name um because <laughs> i have like several i have one friend one of my really good friends whose last name is zapata so mm-hmm. but like it's not typically a first name anyways no. yeah d- oh, i'm sorry did you say what their names were the yeah sean spencer and gus tt showbiz Okay, sorry, yeah. I just want to make sure. I'll tell you this. I could have told you that before we watched the episode today. <laughs> yeah, 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 I bet. Um, and so so while this is all going down, um, all of a sudden light comes crashing down from the uh, catwalk. And uh, yeah, yeah, someone is still and after our boy Nigel. It is also no- worth noting that the host, Lester, who's the Ryan Seacrest parody, says we all saw what happened with that Indian kid on the other show. Of course, referencing Sanjaya. Um, oh, I, I didn't realize that. Well, yeah. See, once again, in 2007, that line killed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did. Uh, I was more thinking about, like, my God, what a bag fumble for the guy who used to 
be the co-host of American Idol. Yeah. I actually don't think it was a bad fumble as much as it was that the show didn't need two hosts and Ryan Seacrest was just better. Like, obviously, I guess you could call that a bad fumble, but it's not like he did something wrong, you know? Well, clearly, he did something wrong. That's true. He wasn't Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we cut to uh, the theme song. I just want to note that uh, Kirsten Nelson is now in the theme song, the main cast. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, so shouts to was her. She got upgraded. No, that's the, the chief. Oh, Do you not watch the theme song? <laughs> no, I, I did. I did. I, I noticed that. Like the I, I wrote down notes. It's like newish oh. credits. So there's like a couple yes. more footages. Footage, sorry. Yeah, from, like, I think that they like, updated every season. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. Um, and then so we cut back, and uh, Nigel's complaining to Lester, and he says the line, "Lester, you die, punk," which is funny. Oh my god, that made me cringe so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, I think I yeah, yeah. That, that's something a British person would say. So I'm not like yes. over, um, over the And what's Sean's explanation for why they were doing the wrong words and the wrong verses? Um. Oh my God. Uh, I don't know that. Ooh, I don't remember. <laughs> why? What he says is those guys were Norwegian. They didn't even know the words. Were the Were they Norwegian? Aha uh-huh, is Norwegian. I just did double check. Um, I did not. I don't know if you ever. Have you ever heard, that. like, the uh, the viral, I think it went pretty viral, like, a, maybe almost a decade ago, where they did, like, a piano cover of the song, and it's, like, one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard, which no, is, like, an acoustic piano. Because it's honestly, the yeah. only frame of reference, like, for that song now is that stupid Family Guy parody of it when Chris goes through the fucking freezer or whatever. Oh, that's honestly, I guess it's it's actually pretty heavily in, like, my half ironic party like if i'm hanging out with people rotation so that's uh-huh. not i've heard I, i've heard it plenty of times but yeah i do recommend that it's like a unplugged and like oslo thing and it's one of those things where nice. so many bands in the 80s it feels like they were so synthy and poppy we don't realize like oh wait these were all really good singers they just were singing the dumbest shit um yeah anyway. okay yeah, interesting uh, all right there sean's next idea the next song he wants to do is yankee rose by david lee roth um, but Julia thinks they need to step it up. You know, it's pretty bad. And she's clearly, you can tell that she has some shit she wants to cut off her chest about it, you know? Yeah. And like, for, and like, it's weird at first. Cause she says that she can't talk to them and it's not just cause they're undercover. Like I didn't realize at the moment, like what it was. Um, I think it's because she's like, feels too intensely about it. Is that what it is? No, it's that she's embarrassed to be around them. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. never mind. Yeah. yeah. This, a lot of shit goes over my head. Yeah. And so they're talking about who it could be, and Gus points out that, you know, even he wants to kind of kill him. Um, and so that, because the, these incidents have happened all over in every city, it only really could be like the crew or the fans, which is still a lot of people. Um, and as they're talking about this, they hear a really good singer online, a guy named Bevan Rennie Llewellyn. Um, yeah. And they, it's like they, Bevan Llewellyn Davis. Uh, they introduce themselves, and this is where we learn that in Gus TT Showbiz, what does the extra T extra stand for? Stands for talent. Well, the extra T stands for extra talent. Is the thing. Oh, uh, extra talent. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, and so, yeah. Apparently, Bevan he doesn't have a partner. He sings both parts, which seems like an easy way to eliminate this guy from any competition. Yes. Um, and Sean immediately thinks this is the guy who did it. Mm-hmm. Until yes. he meets Chance and Rance, um, who Nigel described as a curious cocktail of inbreeding and type two diabetes. Um, which is a good line. I love that. Yeah, I wish we could have heard him say it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and Rance uh, has the de- has like a dead-eyed stare. He looks like a psycho. I mean, he, he honestly, he has, a, he has resting uh, Gomer Pyle in the latrine face. Oh, my God. What a, what a pull. What a pull. 
Um, and he mentions like, or sorry, Rance or Lance. Chance is the normal one, I think. Chance, normal. Okay, Chance is the one who's speaking. Um, and he mentions that Australian people are mean, which is another fun little dig. Yes. So then we cut to Sean and Gus up on the catwalk where the light was dropped. And yeah. they notice that Juliet is like mimicking some dancing moves. So she's clearly, she's got a history of some kind. Um, and then they get kicked off by Lester. They meet Nigel at his trailer. And he basically is like, you know, I can't keep, I can't carry you any further. Um, you guys are really bad. Uh, but then Sean tries to stop Nigel from smoking a cigarette. Yeah, because he notices there's like a live wire. There's like a loose, like running water around. And um, and yeah, so basically upon lighting that cigarette, he would have essentially electrocuted himself, which I'm still not clear on the... I'm not clear. I'm not sure either. I don't really know. But yeah, he uh, Sean demonstrates this by throwing his metal uh, cigarette case and light, turning on like the electricity. Uh, and then Nigel faints. Um, yeah. And then we cut to the police station where Lasseter basically asks for everyone who is in the building uh, to be taken in. McNabb, yes. Boy. And of course, Sean and Goss are in the interrogation room. Um, and because uh, they want to, you know, be dicks to Lassie. Uh, mm-hmm. And they get kicked out. And this is when Sean asks Juliet to help be their choreographer. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's one thing to, like, not know how to sing, but, you know, if you don't know how to sing, at least you can put on some pretty sweet dance moves, maybe crawl your way out that way, who knows? Um, and, you know, it looks like she's got some moves, you know, we saw kind of, like, what she was working with earlier, so, um, you know, she, uh, Sean mentions that they need to stomp the yard, he makes a bunch of, like, I don't know, I'm surprised yeah. there wasn't a You Got Served reference here as well. Uh, um, let me check when that movie came out. You got to oh, was before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he says we need to step up literally and stomp the yard, figuratively. Yes. Um, but yeah, Juliet reveals that she went to cheerleader camp but got kicked out because apparently someone stole their lip gloss and got, get knocked unconscious when slapped in the back of the head. Um, and Which so takes a tremendous amount of force. So uh, she yeah. don't steal lip gloss. Um, well, and so yeah, she topic. basically, after some discussion, um, Sean, uh, she relents and says that she'll do it um and mm-hmm. so we cut to uh zapato getting uh interviewed by lassie and lassie has no idea who he is yeah and uh yeah he's basically disrespecting him by like saying he doesn't know who the fuck he is and zapato tries to like spit out his bona fides but like really um everything that we're gathering from the beginning of the episode it's like it doesn't really matter so much um you know, I'm trying to think about, like, on American Idol, like, which of the three was probably the least important person or the one that made the least impact? You know, oh, are you? I don't know, man. He had some lines. He had, like, a he had lines. Oh, though. wait, on the show? On the show. I would say on Paula, probably. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I think that in terms of memes, like, it still last. Obviously, Simon Cavill is still, like, a famous one. judge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's still, like, he's on America's Got Talent and all that shit, and he's still relevant. It was, like, um, X Factor after that, right? And then America's yeah. Got Talent? Uh, yeah. And Britain's Got Talent. He's just, he's, a, him, his increasingly plastic face, and sh- medium t-shirts will be anywhere that there's talent involved. He, he just uh. looks so much like the, like, that meme of, like, the Russian dads, like, you know, do you know which one I'm talking about? The guy who looks like a thumb? Yes, yes. 
He looks so much like that guy. Yeah, but the thing about Randy Jackson is the it's gonna be a no for me, dog. I feel like is the lasting legacy of that of the show. You know, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we then we learned that he was the first person hired from the show. And just establishing some backstory for Zapato, and then uh, Emmalina is interviewed, and uh, she is clearly uh, a gross person. And we learn that there was a, she has an assault with a deadly weapons charge, um, and. Uh, Wait, why is she last... a gross person? She just looks gross, is what I mean. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, yeah. She has a very Amy Winehouse look to her. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, Lassie is trying to be a hard-ass to her, and he, she says, now you're trying to seduce me. And Lassie says, I never thought I'd make this sound, but... Ugh, which I personally uh, think is very funny. Yeah, but like there's there's also some like funny digs. I think Lasseter yeah. calls her the Bride of Frankenstein, which made me laugh audibly. Well, Nigel's about to eat a club sandwich, and Sean doesn't let him. Okay, hold on a second. It's not a club sandwich. You need to get this right, man. It's a Sorry, tuna, you're right. You're right. Tuna niswa salad sandwich, which I couldn't tell you the difference between niswa and a tuna salad. I assume I don't know. What's a tuna niswa? No idea. No, I'm actually not really even a big tuna sandwich person. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, like, any salad with mayonnaise in it. Um, but a niswa one has tuna, potatoes, tomatoes, fresh green greens, hard-boiled eggs, and olives. Yeah, not really my deal. Not not my bag. No, not really. Uh, and so, yeah, Sean throws it against the wall. He says, nah. Um because also on the way to the room, right. Sean notices that there was a sandwich like on a, you know, a room service uh, dining cart. Um, so he notices a difference right away, which is that the sandwiches, the sandwich that he received in his room, that Nigel received in his room, was from an outside source because it had something different keeping it together. As a it had like a, a a little plastic sword, whereas the the uh, Nigel sandwich had a toothpick. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. something someone someone tried someone attempted on his life yet again. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, they they confirmed the toxicology report. Um, and when Gus asked Sean how he knew, he says that the ones from the hotel had eighty-seven sesame seeds, and hit, Nigel's only had eighty-four. And Gus says, "Really?" And he's like, "No, I'm not Rain Man," which I enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. And so we cut back to Emelina uh, because the drugs that were used. Sorry. That uh, they apparently found prints, um, Lassie yep. tells them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, the joke was, what is it? Was he in a red convertible or under a cherry moon? Um, yeah. I know the red Corvette. Red Corvette, right. Yeah. I didn't know um, the cherry moon one, but yeah. So, apparently, the drugs belong to her. So, Lassie's on his way to go get a warrant out for her as a result. Yes. Uh, and so, they go to uh, – he goes back to interviewer. She calls him Mr. Bean, um, which is, you know, funny. I see the resemblance. Oh, for sure. Uh, And he says, I need a confession. And she just gives a general confession, which is, I have a kid in Milwaukee. His father's Samoan. Yeah. um, She's, you know, she's doing her best with the material. I respect it. Gina Gershon. uh, Shouts to her. Um, And then it shifts onto her, like, coming onto him a little bit. Um, she mentions filling his void with a little bit of saffron. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because he says that you're a worse liar than my ex-wife. Um, 
And so, yeah. He, oh, I would have killed. I would have killed for a subplot of like him and her being a thing. Yeah, that. Uh, I, I, that's a different show, but I understand that would be very good. Yeah, um, yeah. And so she starts freaking out, and he leaves because uh, he's made uncomfortable. And he goes into the observation room where Vic is, and you know he's convinced that this is all an act that she's pretending to be crazy, um, but Vic isn't sure. And then he says. I love this exchange. I'm going to crack her like a bad back. And Vic just goes, please, please don't. don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That cracked me up. Uh, yeah, that was good. Um, so then we cut to the psych office and Jules is, uh, you know, she's choreographing. She's giving them some moves and, you know, rightfully so she's exasperated by their lack of progress in, um, in picking up what, what she's laying down. Um, she mentions crumping, which is like, totally a thing from like that era i don't even think that still exists um no. and she's like going way overboard about it like she's clearly super into the idea of dance in some capacity so she mentions they need to keep their eye on the prize and they need to start uh you know working on the melting robot yes uh and, and they're saying that they can kind of give up because they have a suspect in custody uh you know uh emelina is like she they, she must have done it right and, you know, uh, Jules doesn't really think it was her. Um, and, right. you know, they think, oh, but what if she's like Kaiser Soze, where she's pretending to be, you know, not smart, uh, but she actually is. Um, you know, you Verbal never know. Kind. Exactly. Uh, and so they do the broken melting robot. And, yeah. Then we cut to Nigel's in another, like, dingier hotel room. And Buzz McNabb delivers his meal, instant noodles, a Danish, and a Diet Coke. Um, and uh, Nigel's not very happy with it. That's a Tuesday night for me, baby. It's not bad. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's a snob. I don't think we're supposed to think that he's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I'm just saying, like, I, that doesn't sound too bad to me. Um, so, you know, he puts the instant noodles in the microwave. Didn't see him put water in there, so that's an interesting choice. No, he did. He did. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as it's heating up, McNabb, you know, he... The first decent piece of no, maybe not the first, but a decent piece of police work. He smells something burning, and he knocks on the door to interrupt it. And um, it's enough time for him to step in and grab um, Nigel before that shit explodes right when it's ready. So he saves his ass like by holding on to him, and Nigel immediately wants him to let him go as soon as the danger is over. Exactly, and so. Um... We cut to uh, them driving Nigel in a car that he calls the Blueberry um, and uh, to take him to Henry's. And he asks, who lives here? The Borringtons? We cut to the interrogation room. Uh, uh, Emmeline remembers something. Um, and she gets Lassie to come in by saying, don't make me pee on something again. Right. She calls him Count Chocula. You know, not wrong. Um, and she mentions that someone got into her purse yesterday while she was sleeping. So like in between her like weird state of like being awake, not awake on drugs, not on drugs, whatever. Um, and the only problem with this theory is that she suspects it might've been a werewolf, um, which seems a little bit implausible, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we get a werewolf episode at some point. Uh, we do season four, I believe. Do you? (laughs) Um, but she says her alibi, but it's not a werewolf now, but she says her alibi is that she didn't sleep in the hotel. 
she slept on a car. And the only reason her fingerprints were in Nigel's room is because the day before she went in there because she was lonely because apparently they hook up sometimes. Yeah, which is a horrifying thought um, to me personally. Um, Dale Whale should not be getting any tail, let's just say. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and so then we have, uh, we cut to Henry Spencer's house. And everybody's sitting for dinner. Gus, Sean, um, Gus, Sean, Henry, and uh, Nigel. Nigel. Yeah, and you know Henry looks like he's whipped up some pretty, some pretty delicious steaks. You know, with some mashed potatoes and some sort of greens on the side. And Nigel can't get out of his uh, his uh, his judge mentality, and he's already like talking shit about like how the meat looks or whatever. It looked fine well, to me. Well, because he says first that these fillets look promising. Um, but then he learns that they're a ribeye. They yes. Is that what they say? It's because British people hate the French, so they refuse to pronounce it the French way. Um, uh, okay. Uh, so um, Henry points out the ribeyes, and so then Nigel McGee's like, it still has the marks where the jockey was hitting it. Um, yeah. Those and are so, marks. Yes. And so anyway, um, we cut back to the interrogation briefly, and the alibi was confirmed, and she gives a big hug to Lassie, who tells her to take a shower. And then, uh, there's a bunch of lines in this episode, or, like, intonations that me and my brothers will quote to each other. Um, one of them is, I think it came earlier, yeah, it did, where, um, when Sean is trying to give his bona fides as a psych- psychic, Nigel says, spam with the theatrics, which is a phrase that my brothers and I definitely use, where you will often mm-hmm. pronounce, say, nah, in the way that he Sean does earlier. And then one that just became a running joke was... When he when he tells Henry nose hair trimmer, invest, um, yeah. it would just be a bit where we would it, it got to the point where we would just say like different items pause invest, um, so yeah, uh, he asked who had decorated this place Chris Christopherson, which is kind of a crazy to get Chris Christopherson who I feel like he was just standing doing nothing, yeah what a pull just like a took a stray, sad. yeah. Uh, and Henry says he'll open a can of whoop-ass on him, which Sean points out would be diet whoop-ass. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But Gus is not thinking about any of this. He's got his eye on something else. Yeah, he's got his eyes on the cops. Um, yeah. We're not talking about Leo in, uh, Inception, either. No. Um, and so Henry basically tells him, like, obviously you're overlooking. Like, who are, who is a person, like, Henry already wants to kill him, um, not sh- did he spend the night? Well, he must you're, have spent the night. You're, no, he didn't. You're, you're missing the most important thing, which is that Nigel's wearing Henry's robe commando, which is fucked up. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird move, honestly. Um, first of all, I would never wear someone else's robe just because I would assume no. he'd wear that shit commando. Yeah. Um, but we know that Henry takes care of himself, so that would be clean as a as a whistle, which is a weird expression now that you think about it because like, whistle yeah. isn't clean at all. No, exactly. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Henry points out who is he victimized the most? Like, the fans. He's so mean to them and stuff like that. And so... Um, the contestants. Sorry, yes. The contestants, I mean. Um, and, yeah. Uh, we cut to... Um, what was I going to say? Carolina oh, right. Her room. Yeah. And? Yeah, she looks like hell. You know? Mm-hmm. She looks like, I mean, she just got out of, you know, interrogation and stuff. So, she's in her bathroom. She's... I guess trying to take care of herself mm-hmm. and um, you know uh, someone's in a room someone's behind the shower curtain um, mm-hmm. of a really nice shower by the way a really mm-hmm. big uh, 
what do you call that? Uh, I just bought something like that for my project. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyways, they pop out of there. Uh, they grab her. It's a little bit of a struggle. And they pin her down and inject her with some, you know, the shit that it looks like they clean their, uh, that your barber cleans his combs with, the barbiturates. Exactly. But, yeah, she gets drugged. And... People aren't doing barbiturates enough anymore. That's not true. I just like the phrase barbiturates. I mean, I like didn't, the word. Like, didn't Marilyn Monroe die from yeah. an overdose? People that? Were, did bar- that was a big thing back in the day. People were straight up, do- you know, dogging these barbiturates. Now Is these that what kids are all- barbers? I don't know. No, no, but I think barbers come from something else. Um, but uh, it might actually come from the same root word. Um, but I don't think that it predates like it. it. Uh, um, okay. But yeah, man, people back now, people everyone's doing oh, fentanyl, ketamine. You gotta bring it back to the old school. That's such a dumb take. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I just start talking just because just I think something's funny, but I'm saying it in a serious tone. I don't actually mean go, that. Go from fentanyl to Fenty Beauty. Take care uh, of yourself. Exactly, yes. Um, and so. Uh, we learned that she was rushed to the hospital, um, and... Uh, she didn't die. But, yeah, she didn't die. Nigel wants to cancel the show because he thinks he'll be attacked, um, but Lester doesn't want to. Yeah, which like, casts a little bit of doubt over Lester's motives. You know, Obviously, it seems like he... you know, At this point, it's like getting telegraphed that maybe he's the one involved in this. But yeah, yeah Lester's essentially pissed off that Nigel wants to cancel the show, and they decide they're not going to do yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, also another very 2007 thing is that Lester saying he's late for his Pilates is treated as like a punchline. We're now like Pilates is just thing normal people do. Yeah. Yeah. True that. Yeah. I mean, I do it too. Um, and so they go, uh, Sean and Gus sneak their way for whatever reason, like against the wall to Emelina's room. See, this is, I, this is why I just, I, this is why we disagree about this episode. I think this bit where they're against the wall, even though they're in a hallway, is one of the funniest really things <laughs> I don't care. I don't it's care. So Just get there. It's, so Just get there. it's like, why are we get small? We're in a hallway. And then when the guy rolls by and they go, <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> I laughed out loud today and it's like the 20th time I've seen the episode. <laughs> oh, man. You know, yeah, I don't know. I'll say this. I think you're still going to like it because this episode is not as much of like a stylized thing. When the episodes get really stylized, like for example, there's an episode called Tuesday the 17th, which I think you should have just will love because it's a full Friday the 13th parody. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, also the Dual Spires episode you'll love. But yeah, anyway, uh, yes, they're sneaking and... Yeah, they get to a room and they're checking it out. At, at, at first glance, it doesn't appear like anything is like, you know, out of place or like anything is like going on. But Sean, I guess, upon like uh, flashing the lights on and off, like catches a glimmer of something and he finds out where it is and it's in the toilet and it's some sort of like stone uh, gem um, you know, yeah. something like that. And he, uh, he immediately clocks it to, uh, your boy, uh, Bevan. Um, but he asks Gus to like, check it out. And, you know, he explains it like, Hey, like grab it out of the toilet. I'm the one that found it. The other mm-hmm. person's the one that needs to like fish it out. But mm-hmm. instead of Gus doing that, they called Jules over yeah. acting like they never were in the room and saying like, yes. Hey, you need to, like, come over here, get us in the room, and uh, I suspect there's, like, something going on. Yes. You did also skip over a line. This is not something that you would note because that's not important. Yeah, of course. But not. I do think about – and almost any time I see someone actually drinking whole milk, I think of the line, that's what you get for drinking whole milk, Sean. <laughs> yeah. No, I – actually, I did clock that. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's a thing. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm some. Yeah, no, no one should. I'm someone who has basically doesn't make almost any correct health decisions, and even I don't drink whole milk. Like, that's just crazy. Um, now I grew what up almost exclusive. 
if I drink milk, I usually drink 2%, but I almost never drink milk. Um, I'm 2% guy too. Yeah, but I remember growing up, I had nothing but skim milk because um, my mother was very conscious about that stuff. And what does skim milk mean? I thought that was worse for you. No, it's fat-free. It's it's better. It's the best you can have. Um, ah, so it's uh, like watery. Yes, it's not very good, but I didn't, so I didn't realize, I remember I was visiting like cousins and I had cereal with whole milk in it because they had whole milk is when I was like eight and I'm like, I didn't like, oh my God, milk can taste really good. Like I just did not realize that it, it had much of a flavor. <laughs> um, that whole yeah. milk is delicious, but even I'm like, no, JKK, that's stupid. Don't, that's ridiculous. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, they, they reach in, they grab it. Um, and Sean needs to speak to, uh, Emelina. Um, and so. But she's still comatose. So they split up where Gus goes back to the office to research a little bit about Bev and Rennie Llewellyn. And Sean and Jules go to see Emelina. And Lassie is by her side. Um, but Sean doesn't come empty-handed. No, he brings the pineapple. Uh, mm-hmm. So here's the that reference for the episode. Um, and it appears Lassie's in some way warming up to her. To the point mm-hmm. that like when she wakes up, uh, he like says, I'm here, baby. And mm-hmm. like she kind of smacks the shit out of him. Yeah. Um. And then she, I don't know. I I wrote the note down. Look at me. I and I just watched it like half an hour yeah. ago. So I don't she know she says, "Look at me," and then look at me because what we realized is that Zapatos. We learned his hit was called uh, "Mirame." Would look at me. Yeah. Is that correct? And correct. so, so yeah, that's what she's saying because she's remembering the shirt that says "Look at me" on it. Um. Oh right. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, basically, uh, yeah, that's when Sean gets a call from Gus, and Gus tells him that this guy, Bevan, has been auditioning all across the country. He's been on all these uh, stops, essentially, so that explains mm-hmm. kind of the yeah. whole nine attempts on his life, on uh, Nigel's he, life. Gus even says that he's doing his best William Hung. Now, do you remember what, so, uh, what song William Hung did on American Idol? She bangs. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I did. Uh, I did. but they need to find his accomplice. Did you think obviously... you got me? No, I didn't think so. I was just curious. Okay. Um, no, that's not my. I think I got you, Tone. Um, uh, so they need to find his accomplice because obviously he couldn't do all this alone because he had access to places that he wouldn't. Um, and Gus is doing some research on uh, you know, and he finds out. Uh, the, sorry, Sean suggests look up Zapato because they'll look at me, and then. Gus finds on Zapato's website a photo of him and Bevan when Bevan was 10. Yeah, so they have some sort of pre-existing relationship uh, prior to him appearing on these auditions. So Mm -hmm. Zapato appears to be the person helping Mm -hmm. him out. So we go to the competition. And, you know, like uh, Rance and Lance are performing. Chance Chance and Rance. Chance and Rance, sorry. Uh, Chance and Rance are performing The Yellow Rose of Texas. And uh, Sean and Gus cause a distraction by spilling a bunch of empty paint cans, it looks like, mm-hmm. uh, in the background. And that's when they're like going to just go into like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Essentially. There's a great line where uh, they say, you're in the presence of a sociopath. And Chance says, no, he's all right. We got a doctor's knowing everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think Nigel says wanker which always yeah. cracks me up i fucking love yeah. wanker it's the best. great word bollocks is also good yeah bollocks um, is great and so uh sean says i know who's trying to kill Nigel, bevan rennie llewellyn and the chief i always like when the chief has funny moments because she's obviously such a serious character We're like that's really his name <laughs> um yeah. 
yeah. he gets arrested, uh, and he's just a contestant. And as Gus tries to point out himself, but kind of gets overshadowed, he has someone on the inside. Right. So that's when we find out, or like that's when like it's further yeah. clarified that Bevan is like Zabat- Zabato's favorite like biggest fans and they became like friends over the years clearly as we see through like the photographic <laughs> evidence and yeah that's when like you know we get um nigel basically berating uh zapato yeah. for never having an original thought or never having any sort of like backbone or never speaking or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck and you know i mean this kind of like gives you insight into why this might lead him into wanting to kill him yeah. um and yeah he uh yeah clearly he's been holding on to some shit mm-hmm. And I fucking love that Zapato just, just fully in the future of everything, refers to himself as a simp, which mm-hmm. yeah made me audibly laugh. Yeah, yeah, I I, I was kind of like, did I hear that right? Like, I shots to him. He was on the cutting edge, but he says because he you know one he he gives a great Jace, you know, like Jace I can. You know, obviously I don't want to mock an accent, but I always love a Jace. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, um, yes. Uh, and he says they get fan mail to R- R- Geraldo, Ricky Martin, the guy from the Pollo Loco commercials. Um, and I just love Nod's reaction of, really? That was your plan? I was two feet away the whole time. You're the worst murderer I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in full critic mode. Hmm. Um, you know, that, that never left. But again, the reference to a simp just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, by the way, speaking of our words we love, I didn't want to tweet this out because I didn't want the tone to be lost, but did you see the story where Matthew McConaughey was talking about how he thinks him and Woody Harrelson might be brothers? No, I don't yeah. see it. No, did you no, did you see that story that No, but today? I don't see it. I don't I don't no. see it. But anyway, so what happened was that Matthew mentioned that his mother before she died mentioned that she knew uh Woody's father in the biblical sense. Oh, the hitman. And and Everyone was like, oh, this is crazy that he mentioned it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Woody's just, I mean, sorry, Matthew's just coming out here saying that his dad was cocked. He's coming out here to say, like, my whole man was cocked. Ooh, I didn't even, I, well, first of all, I didn't hear the story, but I, you bet your ass after we finish recording this, I'm going to look this up. No, but you know what Like, because everyone's making a big deal about the brothers part, but I'm like, no, 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 no. I, you can look up when the McConaughey family was together. Like, they should have It makes sense. But I'm saying that, like, He's straight up just saying, like, my dad was cucked. Um, yeah. Now, and the thing I also know, because that guy overshares, he's also told stories about his dad having a huge dong. So maybe, I, that's crazy that he was cucked. Anyway. I mean, you can have a big hog on you, but it doesn't mean it's going to be. That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, also, I just love the fact <laughs> that there's things you know about Matthew McConaughey. Because he just, he's such a guy who just shares shit like that. Like, I saw someone tweet, like, I don't know if this is true, but I, it makes complete sense that Matthew McConaughey would think this is appropriate to share. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. This is just like fortuitous that you mentioned this because mm-hmm. literally last night I rewatched Interstellar. Uh huh. What's your opinion? Okay. So I originally gave it a three out of five mm-hmm. on Letterbox, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like going back. Obviously, Letterbox yeah. didn't exist back then. Yeah. But I, um, you know, I had a big problem with like the the whole love transcends five dimensions or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, I hated that. Like I, when I re- originally watched it, I was like, this is so corny, but this is like a visual spectacle. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it yeah. a three out of five, just on general yeah. principle. Upon revisiting it, I realized it's like less of it. It's more of a, like, you know, the future human beings, like passing this on or whatever. Yes. And so I gave it a 3.5 out of five, but still mm-hmm. to this day. And I, and I, and I'm touched. 
I am mm-hmm. touched by those scenes like where Murph and him are talking, like mm. you know, where she sends messages. Yeah. But I just don't think Matthew McConaughey was right for that. Sorry. That's just my opinion. That's an interesting point. I disagree. I don't think you'd be surprised to know that I love Interstellar because you said like I'm not here for the Love Conquers all thing. It's like I've Love can travel through 17 dimensions, and I'm, I like it. <laughs> he just whispered the whole fucking movie, dude. It's like the opposite of like the Hugh Jackman fucking prisoners like performance. I hated it. I hate that. Honestly, like take anyone else, literally plug anyone else in that role, and I would be like, that's a four minimum. Honestly, I disagree with you, but I don't know. I can't really articulate why. I just don't. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think anyway. what it was also it was like it was in the midst of the whole reconnaissance, and I'm just like uh-huh. enough, enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the best performance during the reconnaissance is Magic Mike, but I mean, that's like, everyone knows that. Nah, shut um, up. It's True Detective. I'm kidding. I know you're joking. I know you're joking, but it's True Detective. Uh, yeah, of course. Yes. Rust and Cole, Time is a Flat Circle, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So yes. Then we cut to the end bit where they're performing Shout, um, and they're obviously much better singers because the thing about any movie or TV show where someone has to be a bad singer is they're almost always faking because almost every actor is also a good singer because they all went to performing arts schools. Um, so, yeah. like, especially Dooley, Dooley Hill is straight up a musical theater guy. He, like, he can sing, and he's, they're yeah. very clearly trying to not do too much. Um, yeah, yeah, but they're, they're, they're reliving their past. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Dooley is, uh, sorry, Gus is wearing his Michael Jackson costume. He's doing the moonwalk. He's doing the whole fucking Michael Jackson song and dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Sean's got the 80s Tears for Fear hair. Tears mm-hmm. for Fear's hair. That's a tough mm-hmm. sentence. Um, and you know, I for me personally, that performance stunk ass. But yeah, you know, it's better than the first one. Of course, yeah. the crowd loves it. Uh, and then Nigel, the only judge left, and he uh, says they look like rodeo clowns and butchered a terrific song. Just euthanize yourselves. And so they yeah, lose. great line. And he sends yeah. them packing, and yeah. that's that's it. And I might send you packing when you answer this question. What would you give this show, episode out of ten? I'm kidding. You can <laughs> tip it if you want. I gave it a seven out of ten. See, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I mean, we don't need to discuss it because we've been going for 50 minutes. So yeah. it is what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love this episode. I mean, I'm mostly, Nigel say Nigel to me is just an important person. Um, there's things he says that I think about all the time. Um, and Same. yeah, and I love uh, Tim Curry is great. Um, yeah. I hope he's doing well. Obviously, he's been, I think, basically paralyzed from, from like most of his body for the last few years after a stroke. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just a great guest actor in TV shows and stuff. Um, and yeah, I love it's like that get some good guest actors. They obviously any cable show in the first season doesn't get huge names, um, but they eventually, except of course when Monk got Willie Nelson. Um, yeah, but don't paralyze yourself quite yet. Why is Sorry, that? I just, like, just want to step on your on your bit. Oh. Um, yeah, no. Uh, well, more important than that. <laughs> Sorry, more important than that. Where can we uh, follow you? Well, you, you can follow the show at First Psych on Twitter. You can follow me at the J. Christie. Andre, what about you? You can follow me at Andre Pereira. I'm just trying to like switch things up a little bit. I appreciate that. It would have been nice to get a heads up. I, I'm, yeah. I'm in favor of you switching things up, but I just kind of think about switching yeah, yeah, things yeah. up is that I, yeah, yeah. But uh, rate, subscribe, share the show with the be- biggest psych fan in your life. Um, and yeah, um, more important than that, tune in later this week as we talk about second episode of season two, 65 million years off. 